and welcome to another episode of the Nerd Herd Comic Book Club. I am Dean, I am your host, and if you've not checked us out before, what we do here is every week we choose a different comic book story arc, we all read that together, and then we host a live discussion on YouTube and Facebook every week uh, to share our views and opinions on that book. Uh, We are on all the major podcasts as well, so if you want to check us out on those, you can do so in the link in the description to this video. And if you are listening on the podcast and you want to come and join the fun for a live show, uh, you can find a link to that in the description of the podcast too. So, the last book of the year that we are reading for this episode is Saga from Image in uh, 2012. Uh, this is written by Brian K. Vaughan, and the artwork is by Fiona Staples. Uh, there's a couple of things to mention here as well uh, that I think are important is we're not reviewing the whole of Saga. We are only looking at volume one, which is issues, yeah, which is issues one to six of the 54. Uh, so bear that in mind when doing the reviews. And also off the back of that, if you have read ahead of volume one, Uh, Be very mindful that there may be people watching in the live right now that have picked up this for the first time. So don't go spoiling anything. In short, don't be a dick. Okay. Yes. (laughs) It's the number one rule in life. Then, Honestly, you can just just shrink down every rule and law. It's just don't be a dick. As always, I am joined by my co-hosts, same as every week. And those people are, we have Phil from the YouTube channel Comics Gaming Figures. We have Shane from the YouTube channel Dawn of Comics, and we have Scott from the YouTube channel Scott's Shelf. Hello. And you may notice, if you're watching right now, we have a special guest, uh, and that is Amy, who is joining us, because you picked this, didn't you, Amy, last week? I did, yes. And you kindly agreed to come on and uh, share your views and opinions as well. Yeah. So there we go. That's the panel. Those are the people. Those are all the gang. Uh, shall we meet the herd as well? See who's here for this week yes. before we uh, before we get into things. Let me scroll right back up to the top. Then we've got uh, Tom from this month in movies. Evening all. Let the herding commence. We have Liam here as well, saying hello. Uh, we've got the noob here as well. Evening peeps. Howdy to you, mate. And. We've got Phil. Phil's lurking around. <laughs> hey, everyone. That comic gaming figures fella is a rather handsome chap. I agree. <laughs> and we've got comic man Andy here as well saying hello. And uh, we just had Beth sneak in as well. Hey, everyone. Hi, and man. Amy. You a special <laughs> mention there, Amy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right. First up, how are you? Did you have a good Christmas? Yeah, it was nice. Yes, mate. Quiet. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, it's pretty good. Quiet, more quiet than usual, but it yeah. was good. I can't complain. Not seeing as we're going into tier four now here in the UK, in the, in the Midlands. So that's, yeah. that's game over now. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> You're all welcome here. Pull up a chair. <laughs> I've saved you a space. <laughs> right then, shall we get into this then, folks? Yeah, sure. We dive straight in our last read of 2020, mm. and we're going to need a synopsis. And I thought, who better to give us the synopsis than the very person that uh, chose this week's read? How did I know this was coming? <laughs> how did I know? 
<laughs> Amy, would you like to give us the brief synopsis on Saga Volume 1? Not a problem. Um, basically, in short, there are two soldiers from different sides. They fall in love together um, and they end up having a child and are trying to fight for their own family existence within a really messed up galaxy universe thing going on. Um, that's pretty much the gist of it at the moment. Yeah. And they're just trying to get rid of all possible enemies and intrusions. And there's loads of people coming after them. We can't, God knows how many altogether. But yeah, there's, there's, like, there's not like every, everyone. Like everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that is the gist of yeah uh so uh that is the synopsis for saga volume one and scott let's stay in the same little window here do you yeah. want to go first and open the discussion oh, what can i say it's definitely expletive let's <laughs> just say that um but what what i was impressed with so I'm sure you all know by now that I'm a stickler for like clean art and stuff like that. And this wasn't the cleanest art in the world, but just because of how good the story was, it really shut up, Shane. I see you giggling over there. <laughs> because of how much that I enjoyed the story, I thought, oh, okay, maybe you don't need fantastic clean art to to be able to enjoy a comic this much. Um, and that's what was going through my head the whole time. Because, um, you know, if, if you look at the cover um, and, and the back there, they're very it's very clean, but yeah. inside... Let's, let me just stop you there and let's give people an, an example of the uh, the artwork that we're talking about. I suppose many people are going to be familiar with it. But there we go. There's a rather beautiful uh, scene there as well. Um, and I found that the, the, the art in this, I think you are right. It's not the cleanest. Um, and, and I know you do like your clean lines and stuff. But I, I felt this kind of lent towards a little bit more like fantasy artwork as well. Um, I'm not sure how to describe that, but you know that kind of washed out feel, and maybe, maybe somebody yeah. be able to articulate that a bit better than me. See the artwork with like the clean lines; they were quite messy. But if you recall, Harleen was like that. Yeah, yeah, Harleen was quite yeah, messy with the clean lines, but it fit. It fit the book. This fits the book. This art. Yeah. I think it just it flows well with the story that's going on, so it's constantly moving all the time. So you're never going to have something that is going to be clean. It Static. it goes with the story um, throughout the whole thing. So that's uh, one thing that I thought about it anyway. It isn't clean, definitely not clean, but it it does tell a story. What I will say though is is that it's it's what I found really beautiful about it is that I found it quite universal. Uh, and I don't mean in a it's simple, there's not a lot of detail kind of way. I mean that it's quite accessible to most people. Mm -hmm. I don't think no matter what kind of style you were into, you'd kind of your eyes would be offended by this in any way. I don't think. No. Well, Shane, stay very quiet. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think this may be the episode where Shane doesn't say a word. I feel bad because we have the person who picked it on. So, I mean... Oh, oh my God. Just go ham, mate. Just go ham. <laughs> Do I need to separate you? Do I need to move Shane above so he's out of the way? Like... <laughs> I, I really didn't like the art in this book at all. Wow. Um, I think more the 
Um, more what was drawn in the book, I think, is what put me off overall. I don't think it's so much the art. Like, if maybe this artist had done something I liked and something a little less crude and crass and just vulgar, um, then maybe I would have liked it. But because of the content, I just despised this art throughout. So you found this quite crude and crass? Yeah, the first page just completely put me off this book. See, now one of the notes that I've got down here is that I found this kind of grungy and edgy and a bit punky, but I don't think it ever went and crossed that line into crass or crude for me. So no, that was really interesting to see that you... you, you tried come... to be grown up by doing rude things and i think it missed the mark there it was like we're going to do a book for adults so what do adults want they want titty spider ladies and they want titty robot people and, titty and i want titty robot people man <laughs> <What's wrong with laughs> i think i think maybe it was trying to like just skate by that line of just just mature sci-fi yeah. Uh, <laughs> when they got to the sextillion and there were all those dildos sticking out of people, I think. Yeah, that was something else. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> let me let let me just pause it there because I want to talk about that planet, right? I really do want to talk. I want to talk about that planet a lot. <laughs> Phil, boys, boys, day out. What do you reckon? <laughs> but let me first. Let me just first check the chat and uh, check in with everyone here. Uh, Comic man Andy saying Saga is epic. Ooh. Uh, noob saying it, it was a great read. Uh, we've got Game Squad here saying, uh, love the comic light at the back, Dean. He's referring to this one here. Um, my sister bought me this for Christmas. I'm guessing that may be her that put that comment in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, comic Man Andy saying, it's a Star Wars meets Romeo and Juliet. Now, I think that is a bang on comparison for me. Maybe with um, a bit of GTA sprinkled in there. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Uh, the newbie saying, I thought it would be a fantasy comic, but I was oh so wrong. Uh, I think that's a, a, an understandable misconception. I think you yeah. Saga is heralded as the greatest comic of that decade. It says Comic Man Andy. Andy is loving this comic. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think you need to read it again, Shane. <laughs> The, the, the newbie saying the artwork was conductive to the storytelling. Uh, again, I think that's a fair comment. Liam says, I've only read volume one so far and I thoroughly enjoyed and can't wait to read more. I am uh, very much in the minority here. I think so, buddy. we got Tom uh, from This Monday Moves. I didn't think the art style was bad. I thought it was rather good, like Harleen, along with the colouring, no complaints. Uh, GP Venom's in the house as well, saying Hello. And uh, I think we've got a response here from my sister. Yes, it was. We are interested to read this comic after listening to this. That is extremely my sister. Uh, and we've got Comic Man Andy saying, you guys should see my saga collection. <laughs> Andy, tag us on Instagram, buddy. We would like yeah, to see. Sure, okay, so let's talk about, uh, let's get back to the conversation. Let's talk about uh, the planet uh, uh, Sextillion, right? <laughs> Is that a what is there not to talk about looking at that image right there? It's so crude. For people listening on the podcast, it is just head and legs. That's all that this is. Those legs really do go all the way up. Most definitely. <laughs> so I, I, I'm guessing then, Shane, you really didn't enjoy that part of the book. Despised it. Well, despised at the end of the sextillion part. Um at the beginning, I was not interested. I was, I was like, "Oh, look, more naked people! Oh, look, more dildos in naked people!" <laughs> Yay! Group sex. 
it's more fun to read about. <laughs> I will just say, I think it's, I am literally pointing out the obvious right now, but for those of you with kids, do not let them read this book. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely an over 18. <laughs> do not leave this one lying around on the coffee table, whatever you do. I think I can understand where Shane's coming from as well. When the rant sextillion, like, I obviously loved the book, but there were parts that were just uncalled for. Like, there was a lot of the, the art, the drawings had some actual penetrative sex scenes. It wasn't just, here's a penis, here's this. They, they were entering one another, and I just thought that was a bit too much, you know, for a comic book. But I, I still liked it. I still, you know, I think I'm more shocked at how easily offended you guys are rather than the artwork in this book. I just say this is not the reason why I chose this comic. I'm just going to point that out. Right, it's right, not the reason right, why I chose right. this comic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got Tom here saying uh, when he saw Sextillion, uh, he was like a WTF. And as the story uh, processes, I found I really like the bounty hunter. Yeah, no spoilers uh, yeah. in there. Yeah. Uh, talking about the characters then, um, I know a lot of that's mixed feelings about that part of the story there. I, I personally thought that that was a great piece of the story for me. Uh, yeah. I like the fact that it kind of, this was cheeky, crossed a few lines. And I think it went some way to, that was a big character development moment yeah. for the, uh, the will, you know, yeah. the freelancer bounty hunter. Yeah, 100%. I think that really, because before that moment, I was kind of like, do I like this guy? Do I not? And then when that happened, I was like, I, I can see this guy being cool. You know what I mean? I was the reverse. I liked him until this, he got to the sextillion and he, <laughs> what he did at the end. Um, I liked him when he first met the woman and he, he had to kill that big animal and he was upset that he had to kill the animal. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, so, he's, you know, he's got a soul. And then when he gets to Sextillion and he does what he does there, and you're like, okay, I am going to like him. And then right at the end, he leaves. And you're like, I know he's left to go get the money, but I still kind of wish he hadn't left. Because now I don't like the fact that he's left her there alone to continue. So I was just like, done, done with him. It's uncomfortable. That's, yeah. that's, that's how it made me feel. Um, but just for that part, but I think... You know, I think there's plenty of other ways they could have written a story to make that character have that kind of turning point and, you know, then have that kind of journey that he's going to have now. And so that was the bit I wasn't keen on during that story. Um, and I'm sure a lot of other people might feel the same. Um, but the rest of it, I've, I've got no qualms. Like he's, like, he's a cool guy. Like, his name is The Will. Like, he is a cool guy. Um, he's got his rivalry, isn't he, with the stork, who oh. is who is the uh, the naked, naked armless, eight-legged right. slash armed woman. Hold up, thing. we have we have an example right here to show folks that may not have seen it, and I have had to censor this image, so we have had to just put a little thing there to hide that lady's modesty, yeah. um, because oh. I don't want to get no complaints on my channel. <laughs> <laughs> this was a moment right to the page. And I was like, Jesus. <laughs> I had no idea that I would But I said to Jesus to you and not what happened on Sextillion. That was just visually. <laughs> okay, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at Shane's face here as well. And he's just got this permanent grimace. Like, <laughs> no, she. I didn't like her, the character. 
at all that within this uh, volume. She just didn't do anything for me. Like, didn't really say anything. <laughs> didn't she, she didn't just like it was... made her out to be? Like, no. Like, they were like, once she goes after a target, there's no point in anyone else going after a target. And then she no, she's meant to be the top. Yeah. Like, you know, she's called the stalk for a reason, but wait, like, re like where's your reputation for your name? <laughs> and she ran away based on rumors of these yeah. horrors that live in the, in the woods or whatever. It wasn't actual, obviously, we know now it wasn't anything hor horrific, but she ran based on a story. And if she mm -hmm. was this badass, she would just take them out herself and get her bounty and her money and go. And so, yeah. That, yeah, so that, that, I think they call them the horrors. That's what was kind of lurking yeah. in the woods. Yeah, yeah. Just let me check in with the chat here as well. Just a hello to Slim Comics as well. Just uh, doing a flyby visit. How did you, Sean? Hope you well, mate. Uh, we've got uh, Gore Vidal. He says it's a rather conservative and traditional book. <laughs> 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 I like that. And uh, uh, Beth is saying, Amy, she shook that you suggested this. <laughs> So yeah, I think I think I think we're uh, we've got Liam here as well. He's saying it's worth pointing out that Game of Thrones would have been into its second season when this was re uh, released. <laughs> Obviously, a very popular show, which also had a lot of mature content as well. That's a good point. That's the thing. Like we're <laughs> we've been perfectly correct and stuff for a lot of years, but this is 2012, wasn't it? Is this when the yeah yeah, yeah. That's, that's still a decent amount of time ago where you can maybe push the boundaries more than you can do so now. Oh yeah. It, this definitely pushes the boundaries. I think yeah. what this book really does highlight is kind of where people's uh, line is uh, when it comes to writing an art. Like for me, um, as a wannabe writer, there aren't many boundaries. And I kind of like those books that are a little bit wrong. I think I've said before, like Cormac McCarthy is like one of my favorite novelists. And you kind of don't get more wrong than that. It's bleak. It's dark. Bad things happen, you know. And I kind of like that in, in a book. If it's done right, not for the sake of it, it has to be done in a clever way. And I thought this book was done in a clever way. So my line seems, I think, a little bit further back than a lot of people's. That's what I found really interesting so far. I'm just talking to you guys. It just shows kind of like where our different lines are. I think with the volume one, we're still, it's still early days. I think they're still obviously developing the world and the characters. So whilst it may seem like we're pushing boundaries and we're, going above people over people's lines like whenever the series expands more it mightn't be this kind of grotesque thing it might just be it might add to the story later on that's what i'm hoping for when i read ahead yeah you mean it kind of settles down a little bit this yeah. is the kind of punch shock opener and then maybe calms down a little yeah. bit yeah i'm not carrying on reading i was grateful when it ended and i was like oh it ends on to be continued I don't care. Bye. Well, that's until we do it's volume two for the nerd herd. Uh, see, I, 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 I agree with um, with uh, Shattered Glass comic reviews. He says, I love that I felt anything could happen in this story and it didn't feel like it yeah. was being overbearing just for the shock factor. I kind of agree with that. It wasn't predictable. That's the thing. Like, yeah. there was... I couldn't have guessed what was going to happen in the next few pages. You know what I mean? Like, what's where is the start of this issue going to end like you just don't know and i think random and made no sense whatsoever things that, i've been like i've been watching you guys for a long time now since you started it's been really good but I, that's this is why i picked it it's unpredictable 
and it is an the volume it is like shock bang this is what's what's happening and you have got a you know if you don't like it take it with a pinch of salt that's just what it is but it is something that i don't think you guys have reviewed before in in terms of predictability um so that's why i kind of chose it really something different for you to have a look at so yeah it seems that you've uh you started something here as well amy uh comic man andy saying i hope you guys review the rest of the volumes yes, class do. review please do every volume yeah, look at the Shane's face. <laughs> we, don't, we, don't we don't do the same thing twice we don't, we don't do the same title twice no. <laughs> it's not the I same two. it's different changes the number changes it's not the same thing it's like <laughs> Whenever it comes to the, the, the fierce choice, Shane, is it Secret Wars 2 or is that oh, oh. again? <laughs> wow. Jeez. Savage. I'm gauging the score already. Is Amy, like... look what you started here. <laughs> I didn't mean to really... <laughs> Next Wednesday, there'll be a video telling everyone, sorry, but the nerdhood is broken up. See, on, on, on a serious note, Comic Man Andy here is saying, I really want to see how Shane feels after reading the rest. Ooh, Just like to see whether, see whether you do actually... Yeah. I read them live on YouTube on my channel. <laughs> there you go. There's your new series. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Tom here from This Monday Movies is saying, I couldn't just read volume one. I read two mm. and had to order the other volumes. Yeah, I, I'm pretty much the same. I wanted more. Yeah. And that's what I want. But I didn't the, the, the big thing about this book for me is that um, it was the characters for me, that the writing of the characters. Uh, uh, talking about artwork, character design, they were awesome to look at. Like, yeah. I generally agree with uh, um, the comment there about anything could happen. I thought I could turn a page and there'd be just some magical, fantastic, weird character on, on another page. But the, the writing there made me want to learn more about these characters it, I, I, as with the last book that we read uh, and i said like i really didn't care for any of the characters so much that i stopped caring this was the opposite like the more i read the more i wanted to know more about all of these characters and not just the main protagonists either like the will um the, the stalk yeah like i wanted to know more about all of these um characters to be honest even the um, ladies that were just heads on legs <laughs> Yeah, no yeah. I was like, "What? What are your names?" You know, like, "Okay, <laughs> <laughs> what are your names?" Come here often. Is it... I think that re- what helped with that was the fact, for me anyway, it was narrated by the baby, yes. and I think because it because it was from that perspective, it kind of makes you do want to go on and read more. Um, yeah. So I've I've read two, three. I've now got four. Thank you very much. Um, but but I will continue to read these because I've really enjoyed it, and I think it's because of the narration throughout. Just follows it through, and it gives it a much bigger story than what's just there on a page. Yeah, um, yeah that's what that's. Yeah, that's my opinion. But, yeah. Was everybody else okay with the narration? Because I know that there's been there. a few books that we've read over the last couple of weeks where we've kind of had an issue with the narration. Everybody oh, okay with oh, Shane? This, this, this wasn't Scrooge related, so I'm happy. I didn't. I felt it took the threat away knowing that the baby was fine. I just, I, there was no urgency anymore. As soon as we found out that the narration was from the child, I now had no threat. The three of them. I now Shane, know. The, of them Shane, are Shane, the baby's narrating the story, but the parents aren't. 
Shane, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. No, later in the book, she said, we grew up on this, like... Oh, but did they? Did they, though? Did they? That's where she grew up. She grew up in the shopping. Yeah, Hazel. I know her name. I just want to say as well, I think Andy does... This goes back to what I said at the beginning of of the, uh, the, the video here as well. And Comic Man Andy is spot on. He's saying this is an amazingly rewarding read. Just reading volume one and stopping there doesn't give Saga a fair handshake. I, I do agree. And that's why I kind of put that caveat at the beginning, you know, is that we're only reading volume one and we're only talking about that that here yeah. and how we found that. Uh, but as somebody who, ha who has read beyond volume one, uh, I do agree with Andy. I do think it's not a fair start to kind of just stop at volume one. Yeah. Uh, but that's my opinion. You know, See, am I right in saying there's 54 issues currently, yeah. but they're planning another 54 what? Yeah, the current status of, of Saga at the moment is that it's on hi hiatus. Ah, oh, I did it again! <laughs> um, it's on hiatus, it's on a pause, so apparently it is coming back at some point. They've not said that they've stopped. That's the thing, you, you don't get 108 issues with, you know, without it being popular. So no. it's Brian K. Fawn and Fiona Staples on art. I think, you know, whenever I'm first started getting comic books, everyone said, read Watchmen, read Watchmen. I didn't straight away because I couldn't, but this was the second one. People hold this in high regard as Saga has been one of the best comic book series, certainly of the modern era, and I think I want to read more of it now based on yeah. this first volume. Yep. All right, a quick question for everyone. This is just for my own uh, nosiness, uh, really, and intrigue. Just quickly, who was everyone's favourite character and why? Phil? Oh. I, I liked um, Alama, to be honest. She was an, a no kind of, a no nonsense kind of. <laughs> Listen, folks, it, it, it opened up with the scene of her giving birth and the threat of her defecating on her, on her fella's face. Like, she didn't curse. It's just, I just like that. Like, I like the, the banter, the back and forth of the two of them. I like their real love story. Um, yeah, I think Alana for me was my favorite character. Yeah. Shane, did you have one? <laughs> um, no pressure. Uh, well, I thought I was going to like the Will. Yeah. But then they I... just, they didn't want me to like him, so I don't like him. Um, <laughs> then I thought I was going to like was it King Four? Yeah. Prince. Yeah. Prince, 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 Prince Four. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't like him to start with because the way we meet him was a bit like unnecessary. But then I think when he was texting on the toilet, I quite enjoyed seeing him. So... <laughs> is, is that because you could finally relate to something then in the book? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll just go with him. Okay. Uh, Scott, how about yourself? I want to go for Alana. Is it Alana? Yeah, I want to go for yeah. her as well. Like, I like, like Phil, I really enjoyed her don't-take-shit attitude. Just... Get stuff done. Do what you have to do. Um, it's it seemed like she had less morals than um, than than her husband, and uh, I like that. That she she yeah she just like didn't care and she would do anything to save uh, Hazel's uh, life, keep her alive, keep her going, keep the family going, and yeah, I really enjoyed her. She she's she's my favorite so far. 
Did you also like that every second page she had her boob out feeding Hazel? I mean, I'm yeah. not sure I noticed, to be honest. Like, what, what boob? Have a look at the front cover again. <laughs> I, um, I can't be honest. Like, that was... <laughs> oh, my God. What a cover. Oh, it, it, it was in there quite a lot. But, again, I found that to be more of a kind of symbol of motherhood. Um, to me, and it, it, I can't say that that bothered me. Um, I'm but not one of those days, people where that kind upon, of. If you see somebody do that, breastfeeding a child, a lot of people mm. frown upon it now. So it is kind yeah. of like a bold statement to put it on a cover. Not the yeah, and I really, <laughs> I really like that. Um, just just before we get any further, though, Amy, who was your favourite character? Um, Isabel was my favourite. The um, the horror. Um, she was, she was um, ghost, yeah. the ghost uh, individual she was just really outgoing and she was another one that said it how it was in realistic terms to that family um, and got them to where they needed to be in the end so yeah she was my favourite about the horrors were yeah. they meant to be humans that had died like this is set in the future or were they uh, so they were from my perspective were humans that died because of the war that was happening on their planet yeah, that's why they were all kind of like ripped in half and had body parts missing. They were yeah. casualties of the yeah, war. She stepped on a mud belt, didn't she? <laughs> but it, it was it wasn't them that the people were afraid of because she explains that they're able to project visions onto people. So obviously yeah. they projected like really scary stuff. My favorite character, folks. I, I I'm really surprised nobody said it. My favorite character was this guy right here. <laughs> Lying, that yes. knows when you're lying. Yes. That was my favorite character. That is cool. I love that character. I wouldn't consider that like, well, I know everyone in there is a character, <laughs> but I wouldn't even like, yeah, it was cool, but it was more of a sidekick, a side character kind of thing. He's still like, my favorite character. That's you know? great. That's great man. Just because he's not up there in the famous bunch, you know, I, he's still my favorite. I hate that. So <laughs> that, that character creeps me out. I don't like it. <laughs> That's my least favorite character. Okay, let's just check in with the comments as well. We've got uh, Liam here saying, uh, "I do agree with Shane. Uh, it looks uh, it took away some of the attachment towards those characters. I'm more interested in the Will story uh, and the law." Uh, Tom from this month in movies is saying, "I really like the story being told by the child," and we've got. Uh, there you go. I think that is a beautiful phrase there that Comic Man Andy's come up with. Humanity is at the heart of Saga. I yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Totally true statement. I really do feel that. Shane's just kind of going, no, no, no. I thought you just paused his screen for a second. <laughs> he froze. <laughs> as much as I was enjoying the Will storyline up to a point, his whole arc had nothing to do with the overall story of this book. But bear in mind, bear in mind, we are only reading volume one. So I'm guessing he's got, he, you know, well, I'm yeah. guessing I have read on. There's, there's going to be more development around that a story arc involving the will. Um, this, I think, was. Got yeah, I think this whole one to six issues, don't forget, it is kind of the introduction to a lot of these characters. It's just setting them up in that first story arc to then move on from there. And I've just yeah, drawn. I actually get a lot of um, Mandalorian vibes from the Will. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. obviously a bounty hunter, and he's gonna like. I imagine 
meet up with, meet up with Marco and Alana and Hazel one day with the intention of bringing them in and then maybe being suckered into being like their pal or their comrade or something and then can I ask Phil as well when 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 the will was in those panels and you were reading them was you hearing that music in your head I can't get out of my head I think like thinking go remembering that the fact that the lion cat was actually in the book I think the lion cat is a really good character to be able to delve deeper into other characters, if you know what I mean? Because, you know, say now the Lion Cat and, and the Will end up with with the main characters um, and they're having a chat, you know, the whole thing with Gwendolyn, right? So he uh, he could say something about Gwendolyn and Cat could be Lion. So that's more... It's, it's, it's a natural way to get into the character's backstory and history and stuff, and I think that would be really cool. Yeah, I think it's a good way of opening characters up, like directly, isn't it? You know, straight yeah. away you can go, yep, yeah, they're lying, and then that says something about them as a character. There's that one, isn't that, where he meets the, is it the woman for uh, on Marco's side of the war, and when she's hiring him as the, the contract to go and get the 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 child, and the cat says, doesn't he? He's like, oh, she's lying. Like so, straight away, that made me like, oh, that lady's dodgy. You know, I think mm-hmm. it straight away gives you that that reference. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I really liked it. It was. I feel like this is just a me and you chat, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a. I, I know. I know Shane. Shane's being polite. I I know that, and that's that, that, that's cool. Shane. That's why we. That's why we're here, man. The, be- the beautiful thing about about do the beautiful thing about doing this though is that's what this is for you know like it doesn't matter how good of a classic book is written there's always going to be people that it doesn't resonate with yeah. so I completely respect that Shane doesn't honestly Shane feel free to let rip if you want to go I, I shared my views with Lee and he told me you can't say that you can't say that go 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 you you. Lee, he's leaving censoring you. Yeah. Lee, get him on here now. Lee, <laughs> how dare you censor Shane? No, I, I don't think behind the camera now being a So Phil, what what did what did you make of uh, of the characters in this? You've been pretty quiet there, mate, when we're talking about the characterization. Yeah. It's one of those weird like I don't know if you're reading Grant Morrison stuff, but it's the most Grant Morrison book without being written by Grant Morrison, like the, the, the idea that they have this TV screen on the Prince robot, and he he shows like like the first scene he has the broken horn, you know, because he can't get it up any longer. And, and there's other so things. Like, who thinks of these things? Like who's like who like who's in charge of thinking of who these characters are and how they should? Brian be? K. Vaughan, that's it. <laughs> bonkers but i love that i love the fact that you can just put stuff down in paper and kind of just go with it like don't it's almost like he's not planning too far ahead he's an idea in my head he writes it down and goes to the next one he doesn't he's not thinking about it too much i just think he's it's putting like, stupid stuff down page. Turns the page and he goes yeah. and then yeah. this happens <laughs> but I, I like that i like that like the fact that he's not you know if, if you think too much about it, it becomes a big project and then becomes like like you're putting too much effort into it, and if, if you'd done that, it wouldn't last 54 issues. I don't think it seems quite gung ho the way it's been written, but in a good way, yeah. yeah. I'd agree with that, mate. Uh, to be honest, 
Uh, and I know we're kind of, we spent a lot of time talking about the shock factor and uh, that those elements to it. Uh, but we, you can't not say to people that this is a lovely story. I mean, it is centred uh, around love and a couple and, you know, who have just had a child. Say again? Star-crossed lovers? They, they yeah, be totally. Lovers. They should be enemies. But. Exactly. You know, they're from warring planets. And, uh, you know, like Amy said in the synopsis, you know, they're literally running from everyone. And I think it's nice to see, like you said about Alana, the character, how both of them are willing to defend, you know, what they have. They're kind of tiny slice of the galaxy, that little family. Um, and, and again, I think that goes back to what Comic Man Andy said about, like, humanity being at the heart of this book, really. Do you know what I also love as well? Like the fact that in the first volume, he's building this big world. Like it's not just planets. Like Alana is from landfall, but Marco yeah. is from a moon. He's not, it's not a planet, it's a moon. It's a habitable moon called, um, oh, it escapes me. Someone tell me the moon. Oh, the Cleave or Reese. Well, either one. Reese, Reese, it's Reese. But then yeah, the, Reese. The, the girl who was being held in, in Sextillion, she was from a comet. That's where she's yeah. from. So the fact that they've got comets and moons and planets, it's not just like, you know, it's just thing that are going to inhabit every kind of land available, where it be a comet or a moon or whatever. And I just think the kind of world building and that's, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I think you're spot on there. You've just said the, the two words there, haven't you? World building. I think if you're a fan of world building and that kind of space opera vibe, um, you're going to dig this. I think you, you have to. Um, and, unless even, unless you're Shane, then then you won't <laughs> dig this. It's not even world building. It's it's like galaxy universe yeah. building. Like, but it's to be able to give us so much information in so little in little bits over six issues, and for us to kind of understand the vastness of this galaxy universe, whatever. I think that's fantastically done. And to the fact that the war between Reef and Landfall isn't no longer. In their own lands, it's it's stretched out all the worlds. Have destroyed yeah. the whole universe, multiverse, whatever, just for their silly war. And I like, I like the fact that they call Marco a Mooney. Um, <laughs> you know, there's real kind of like hatred between. And it's got to the point that the people like the soldiers fighting probably don't know why they hate each other, but it's yeah. being kind of ingrained in them that they should hate Moonies. They should hate people from that planet. Yes, I thought those extra details, because um, obviously when you write this, you could just say, oh, yeah, there's two planets at war, blah, blah, blah. But that that extra kind of those finer details, like you just said there about it's not contained on their planet anymore because they realize that they need each other because the, the, that moon orbits, so they can't just go blowing each other up. So yeah. they're literally fighting all over the rest of the galaxy except on their own planets. I thought the little extra details like that just kind of, really had me invested in this I, I was hooked literally from the first few pages of, of reading um, I, I was in i mean like i said before we went live this was probably one of the only books i've read for nerdhood that i've read in one hit just start to finish done and i yeah that, i think that says a lot for me like i'm happy to read one or two put it down have some food have, have another day and then come back but this i was like nah Let's keep let's keep going. I'm loving this. Um, so I think I, that says a lot for me. Go, but I had a different mindset. I was like, <laughs> get it done. Get through this. 
Get through. Don't <laughs> then you, you might have missed out. You might have missed out in the, all those kind of fine details that like I appreciate because you were trying to flick through it. Like the crew just brought you that much that you didn't want to do. I didn't I didn't just rush through it. I did read it and I did look at all the panels. That's how I knew there were so many dildos in people. <laughs> <laughs> I just have a mental image now of you counting them. One, two, three. <laughs> Oh, there's one hidden there. Far. <laughs> it'll, it'll be an Easter egg because that's how many issues there are. The whole story will be fifty-four. <laughs> I have a feeling. I have a feeling that may be a question on Shane's quiz. The next one that comes up: how, how many dildos were featured in Volume One of Saga? <laughs> oh dear! And none of us will know because <laughs> we didn't like it through the book again to that to that those quizzes. <laughs> Um, oh, that Phil's going to count now as well. Just, um, it's just that the oh man, that's so crude. It's so but so hilarious, hilarious, hilarious. If you look closely, there's a double. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why the um. I don't. I'm sure you probably know this, but there's like a a teddy bear dinosaur in the corner. Why he? Why is he? <laughs> it's like it's, hey. it's, the plan is called Sextillion, right? The plant is meant to suit the tastes of all beings that go to that planet. <laughs> exactly. That's that's there to emphasize that, you know, like everything is on offer there, isn't it, on that planet, you know? Yeah. Um, how did we feel just before we kind of wrap up then? Um, I, I feel that there's so much more to talk about that we haven't touched on with this book. But uh, how did we feel about where this ended? I know we don't get any kind of conclusion because it's just volume one, but how do we feel about where it left off? Right time. <laughs> Perfect ending. Fantastic. Perfect. In the right place, right where it should have been. You go ahead, Emma. It's your book. It's your day. <laughs> um, for me, it was a bit like Marco. We, like none of us have mentioned Marco as a character, and yes, he, he like he's done his duty and whatever and more and become a new father but he hasn't got much more within that aspect of the volume until the way that it ends which makes you a bit more intrigued as to knowing why his parents have showed up out of the blue yeah there, um, there was that scene as well where he took his sword out to fight and he almost lost himself because alana had to shoot him with that kind of stun yeah. gun Kind of Did you not out. think that that kind of hinted that he maybe had some sort of like uh, you know yeah. post-traumatic yeah. stress going on there? Is that? Yeah, yeah. he's that. a real psychopath. He needs to really try to control it, but sometimes you let it go. I want to see more of that. And volume one does hint that Marco's probably a little bit more mysterious than we know because there's the yeah. mention of him being married previously and. Uh, that he's when, reused when the rings and stuff like that, you know, like yeah, and so, he's known as a well-known um, soldier for like for his aggressive, like you know, his things, the sword and stuff. It's just he's, uh, he's just yeah. one of those characters that's just really weird. But I need to know about it. He broke the sword, and then his grandparents showed up at the, at the end. So there's more. There's two more characters now. But yeah. there, because of the sword's broken, now he left, he's left it behind. So there's so much more about Marco that yeah. we're all about to find out. Yeah. One thing I really enjoyed about Marco was the spells and the the little ingredients that you needed for the spell. It wasn't just, I can do this, so I'm going to do this. Everything needed a really specific ingredient. Snow. And they seemed, yeah, snow and a secret. And they seemed like 
hard to obtain stuff. So it, I, th I think, I think it might show down the line that like they'll get to a point where they want to cast a spell, but they really can't because it's so hard to get this one ingredient. And that's that's why I think things are going to go in in that little aspect. Yeah. Just uh, before we do uh, final thoughts and scores, then folks, let me just check the, uh, the 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 chat here as well. We've got a uh, comic man, Andy, saying uh, Scott, the pacing is masterful. Uh, I, I agree. The pacing of this was was beautiful. Um, Liam saying, uh, I heard the dinosaur is Scott's favorite character. And coming back, Andy again saying Marco has layers, layers for sure. And Tom, I think he's talking about the sword, and he says the sword was chained together and he had to break the chain to be able to use it. Yeah, because he makes an oath, doesn't he? Once the baby's born, that yeah. he'd never draw the sword again, and then he breaks that, doesn't he? In order of an incident to yeah. get free, and that's how his family found him. He yeah, he, he broke the sword. Break yeah, it. yeah, it kind of. They they know that he's broken it, doesn't he? Why am I talking about what could happen next? I don't care. <laughs> deep down, deep, deep down, you really care. You you've got it in the feels there. I can <laughs> sense it, mate. You've got it in there. All right, I folks. Shane, you would like this the most out of all. Yeah, of us. and me as well. Really? Yeah. Before I say, I was thinking, I knew Scott would like it because he has to, but I just thought Shane <laughs> would really like this. Why? <laughs> right, folks, the glasses are going on. So that means that we mean business and we're doing our final thoughts and we're doing final scores. So uh, for those in the chat, drop your score uh, zero to 10. Uh, you are allowed 0.5s if you want to. Uh, and we'll take uh, an average of what you guys thought of Volume 1 of Saga, and we'll see what the uh, the score is there, and we'll, we'll take ours as well. And let's see where this falls on the leaderboard then. So, Mr. Phil. Mr. Phil. Ah, uh, great. <laughs> Good start. <laughs> I don't know, because I haven't really thought about it. Well, thought about it. I was going to give this a 9.5, 9.5. I text my friend today, so I'm going to get a 9.5 because it's bonkers. It's completely mental. And I, like, I love that. But the more I thought about it, I have lowered it. The um, the, the the kind of sextillion girl being held, held captive has kind of soared a wee bit. Only because, it, like, like Shane had said, it just ended. The girl's still there, so there's no heroic save, maybe, whenever that happens or later on in the book. I'll love it again. Again, yeah, yeah, that, that, that may come later down the line. The, the characters are just balls to the wall. It's nuts. Like, again, that's just, you need to have some sort of imagination to kind of create that. I love that. Um, the story, I love the story between Marco and um, uh, Alana. Um and even Hazel, to be fair, like the kind of we bond they all have. So, to be honest, I like the art as well. I'm going to give it a nine. That's that's where I'm going with. That's the benchmark for me. So, right, volume exactly. one, start it off because when you've, you start a, a brand new series with mm. death a kitten on your husband's face. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a nine from Phil. Um, that, uh, Shane, come on, mate. Come on, buddy. I, I think um, Scott nailed it when he said it feels like he was just like 
the writers just like and then and then and then it's like I, I thought it felt really random when I was reading it it's like oh they're in trouble and then ghost saves them oh they need to get off the planet and there's a rocket made of wood and then oh you know it's like this happened and there's no fluid way for them to continue so something just happened um I'm not into that kind of writing like I like to start a middle and an end to my story so um unfortunately not for me i understand why it would be for certain people and i understand why people like it but not for me the baby absolutely adorable with his tiny little horns uh, sorry, her tiny little horns and her little <laughs> slits ready for her wings to come through and her chubby face i think she was adorable not a fan of the art in this context but i think i would be a fan of this art in another book so um what do you score a book that you would not look twice at again you 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 score it whatever you feel is is your your score mate how do you score something that you really really despise zero I'll just score it you score it on what it is you score it on what you feel Wayne haven't got the art the writing you know you you give that what you feel is right four ideas that are there that i feel they might be down the line flushed out that maybe i would have liked if i'd have continued i'm gonna give it a Four. <laughs> it's a four from Shane. Wrong. Try again. Commence the hate <laughs> comments. <laughs> oh dear, I feel like I do have start, have started uh, a little war going on. <laughs> I hope not. Mister Shelf, your turn. Brilliant, brilliant book from start to finish. Couldn't put it down. Really enjoyed it. The way. That Brian K. Vaughan, bear in mind, this is the first time I've ever read anything he's written. Um, I am, um, to put it into one word, impressed. Um, the fact that he's been able to build this whole galaxy and separate little worlds and habitats, all these characters of multiple races and species and anatomies <laughs> is... Fantastic. And that also, obviously, we've got to give kudos to Fiona Staples as well for being able to design and draw all, all those characters. Like I said at the very start, you don't, I've learned that, that you don't have to have my favorite kind of art to have a fantastic story. And for me, the story was at the forefront. The art was just, you know, I'm not saying it's at the background, but it wasn't as important as the story for me. And the story just, it just took it and I just loved it and it was just fantastic. There's so many ways, like the lion cat there was a really brilliant way, a natural way to delve deeper into characters, to see where their intentions lie. Um, Marco is cool. Alana is cool. Um, the wooden space rocket was really cool. Um, uh, what's her name? Eliza? Is that her name? The ghost The ghost Isabel. woman? Isabel, yeah, sorry. She's really cool. She's like this sassy teenager, which is just a top half. Anyway, I'm getting too far into it. This book was awesome. I'm giving it an 8.5. It's an 8.5 from Scott there. Okay. And that brings us to our special guest. Ooh. The person that chose the book. <laughs> What are your final thoughts and your scores, Amy? Um, so this is my second read of the volume, and I've noticed a lot more things in it this time around, as you probably would anyway. Um, the artwork, I really loved it because I thought it went with the story really well. 
um, coming from the perspective of Hazel was really nice touch to it as well, but followed through the whole thing. Um, yeah, I, I just really enjoyed it. it. It made me, the the narration made me want to read more. And I went through it quite quickly this time around, considering I took a, quite a few reads the first time around. But because the flow of it was so much easier to read this time around, I got a lot more out of it and I really, really thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and on that basis, I'm going to give it a nine. Ooh-wee. It's a nine from Amy. Right, before we uh, 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 get to uh, doing my final thoughts and scores and find out where it is on the leaderboard, let's just have a quick look in the chat. Uh, we've got uh, Sean here with an 8.5. We've got Comic Man Andy with a straight 10. Boom, <laughs> he's in there. We've got Tom from This Month in Movies with a 10. He's given it a 10 as he read volumes one and two back to back, and he's hoarded a whole load of other volumes based off of that. Uh, we've got uh, Perpetual Comics is in here as well. Uh, he's giving it a seven. Uh, and Shaney, I look, this is what I mean. Do not feel too bad. Yeah, Gore Vidal is saying, I recommend Saga for new comic readers, despite the problems in the series. Like Sandman, it brought many new readers into the medium, especially women. I give volume one a five. It does the job. So you're not on your own, buddy, man, you know? <laughs> trying to make you serious, you know you ain't gonna worry Liam is saying the side stories and world building is better than the main story but I do feel that it will get better 7 out of 10 from Liam uh, I think that's about all I can see on the scores there so we've had quite a few in there um, today. Yeah. so right for me then uh, how, how can I say this say again did you take those scores to average them Yep, yep, I've got them all here, ready to do that. Um, hey, Spots Mom. <laughs> Where's my mum? <laughs> Mom's in house. <laughs> hey, Mom. <laughs> Happy birthday, Mom. Happy birthday. <laughs> right, for me then, my final thoughts and scores, uh, I'm going to keep it real short and sweet. Uh, I loved it. Uh, it's no secret that I am a proper Brian K. Vaughan fangirl. So, you know, I love his writing. Uh, I think I'm at the opposite end of the spectrum to you, Shane, you know, where you find that a little bit off-putting. I kind of like that. I, I see that as brave. Um, but it was all the other things for me. It was um, it was the romance. It was the love. This was a book with love in it for me. Um, and I, I felt that the character design, uh, you know, from the spider boobies to – you know, the, the will and the lion cat, you know, it was all amazing. And as I was turning the page, I said, Oh, what am I going to get next? This is amazing. Um, it leans heavy on sci-fi and fantasy and I'm okay with sci-fi, but some hardcore fantasy I do struggle with Shane. You brought up the mention of the wooden rocket ship. That was kind of like a leader step too far for me in the kind of far fetched fantasy element of things. So I was kind of, it didn't disengage me, but I was kind of like, mm, well, you know what I mean? Like if they'd have just got on a ship and flown away, I'd have been happy with that. But a wooden one, you were, you were pushing my uh, expectations a little bit there as well. I thought the plot was great. Uh, I thought the art was great. And I genuinely, I think I touched on it earlier. It made me want to just know more about the characters, about the world, about their relationship, about the child, about the bounty hunters. It made me want to know more. And to me, that is just the hallmarks of a great book. You know, it wants you to keep reading it. So for me, it's a, a 9.5. Nice. For me. 
damn close to being perfect. Uh, so with the scores in the chat, uh, that gives they've given it an average of seven point nine. Nice in the in the chat there, and we have given it an average of eight. Nice. So we're we're kind of in the same ballpark. So at an eight, that let's see where that falls on the nerd herd leaderboard. At an eight, that falls in at third place with Wonder Woman. Great, Shane, Shane, how do you feel about the fact that it's on par with Gods and Mortals? <laughs> <laughs> oh Shane I feel like I just need to give you a big hug mate I like know. you know I feel really bad sorry Shane <laughs> I, I was generous with that score if I should have given it what I really wanted to give it for the big fat zero but I was generous <laughs> you... oh, she's on the show I can't say her book yes you it. can yes you can <laughs> You can, you so totally can. You genuinely, I uh, didn't have a lot of love for this, did you? Yeah, you know? and that's okay, man. You know, we, yeah, we don't I'm, all I'm, like. I, I would never try to stop anyone from reading a book that I don't like. You mm. know, just I don't like it. Everyone's got their own taste. I'm so glad everyone liked it, but mm. for me, I, I really didn't. Hey, that's why we do this show, man. So, just to recap there as well, it falls in at third place, which is joint with Gods and Mortals. Yeah for us on the Nerdhead leaderboard there. Uh, so let's get to telling people what we're reading uh, next week. I will say, I know we've been uh, a little bit heavy on the indies over the festive season as well, but I will let you know that come the new year, we do have a whole bunch of amazing Marvel and DC stuff coming that we're reading. Uh, and we'll be starting that next week uh, with... The Vision from 2015, uh, in anticipation of probably what's going to be the uh, the first big uh, TV series of, of 2021, uh, the One Division. We're going to be reading this, uh, and for those that are going to read along, it's 12 issues, which does stretch over two trade paperbacks as well. There's six in the first and six in the second. So if you're reading along, be wary of that as well. Is that all there is? Just 12. Of that run, yeah, that's the Tom King run. Um, and the speculation is that some of the stuff in that run is maybe going to make its way into the TV series as well. That's right, isn't it, Phil? It's what the rumours are. Uh, supposedly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Yep, yep. So that's it. That's what we're reading the next week, folks. Um, is there anything anybody wants to say before we go on Saga or Vision? Uh, um I'm so going to take that as a no, then. <laughs> so all that's going to remain for us to do, really, is say Happy New Year, because we're not going to see you now until the New Year. So, um, yeah, I wish you all a Happy New Year. And uh, I just want to do a big, big salute to all of the nerds that we've lost this year as well. We lost a hell of a lot of people, uh, in not only in the comic book industry, but a lot of pop culture icons as well uh you know yeah you know so you know god bless them and uh, a big thank you to those as well and thank you to all of you people that turn up every wednesday and listen to us nerds waffle on about comic books uh it's great fun hearing what you all think of these stories and get your ways out <laughs>